Welcome to Cape and Ray Hall, nestled in the beautiful landscapes between England's national parks. As a Bible school, we offer short-term courses aimed at fostering your spiritual growth and living in a community. Our historic manor house has something for everyone. You can enjoy indoor and outdoor adventures, connect with students from around the world, and learn how to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Search Cape and Ray England for more information. The Leadership Show with Andy Peck. Welcome to the show on influencing others for God's purposes. I'm Andy Peck, your host of this newly named The Leadership Show, and I hope you're enjoying the new musical introduction and are ready once again for a conversation that supports you as you seek to use whatever influence you have in the right way. Now, leaders are known for being highly active and busy people. In some cases, perhaps getting less sleep because of the demands of the role. But what if God is actually speaking to you during your sleep time through your dreams? Well, this week I'll be interviewing someone who has made dreams and dream interpretation part of her ministry. It sounds a bit unusual, but I hope you'll allow her to stretch your thinking if you're at all sceptical. Her name is Cindy McGill. She's based in Fort Worth, Texas. She travels internationally, teaching on how to effectively engage the world with relevant language understanding and a non-judgmental attitude to seekers everywhere. If that sounds like the work of an evangelist, well she's definitely an evangelist with a difference. Uh, for today in particular we're looking at how she has conversations with non-believers about what God may be saying to them through their dreams and especially recurring dreams or ones that have had a particular impact upon them. She has taken teams to events in the United States and overseas including porn conventions, the Olympics, the Sundance Film Festival, the Burning Man event in the Black Rock Desert of Nevada and other New Age uh, festivals. She also runs courses on equipping the body of Christ to develop strategies for their own outreach. I started by asking her whether she's always been aware of God speaking through dreams or ever, whether there was a time when she was uh, sceptical about the possibility. So at this point, you must have thought to yourself, this is a really useful tool for me in sharing my faith. Well, I think um, I was a, probably a skeptic, you know, in the beginning. I mean, I didn't really pay much attention to it. I didn't think of it as an evangelistic tool. And but uh, in the 90s, we had a um, unusual visitation. We've been pastors for a number of years. We both, my husband and I were both saved in the Jesus movement. So that was in the 1970s. And we went to Bible school in, in Christ for the Nations here in Dallas. And um, then we uh, pioneered churches. We actually planted churches, um, four of them, in Utah, which was a, a very big harvest field. Uh, but in the 90s, we had this crazy visitation from the Holy Spirit. We were on the Oregon coast. It was our eight-year reprieve from being in Utah. God moved us to Oregon for eight years to uh, take over a small church there. And it was a small logging community, but we had a tremendous visitation of the Holy Spirit. We So as a small church, we just thought, you know, we're just going to pray. We're just going to start praying and ask God to do whatever God wants to do. And he did. And he came with um, 
we just began to pray and God began to visit us. And when he did with that visitation of the Holy Spirit, we had, we started dreaming. It was ridiculous. I mean, we had amazing God dreams. We knew they were God dreams. It was a presence that filled the room when we woke up. There were a few times when Tim and I both dreamed the same dream that night. Um, and it was also during the height of one of the prophetic seasons um, where a lot of people were awakening to the pro, you know, prophetic gift and using it. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, earnestly desire the best gifts, especially that you would prophesy, right? So prophecy is a big deal to God, and it's a big deal for us. And um, so as this began to happen, our dream life went off the charts. We began to have uh, dreams. I would get dreams about uh, specific people or, um, or uh, different events, and Tim would dream on more of a global scale. He would th see um, more of the kingdom aspect of uh, things that were happening. And um, we begin to navigate into understanding dreams. Why is God speaking in dreams? Where is that scriptural? Um, and I went back over into the book of uh, Matthew 1 and 2, and I looked at the birth of Jesus. And I saw that Joseph, the father of Jesus, earthly father, was, was guided how to keep Jesus alive what to do with him, the instructions it came. And God used dreams to keep him alive. He could have used anything. It was mm -hmm. the most uh, pivotal marked time since the creation of the world is when Jesus was getting ready to be born and mm -hmm. God chose to use dreams. And when, when I was looking over this and I was rehearsing, I was going back over it and I was studying now biblical dreams, dreams that Pharaoh had, that Nebuchadnezzar had, that Abraham had, that um, Gideon had, you know, and then I looked in the book of Job 33, where it says God speaks one way, then another, but man doesn't perceive it in a dream and a vision in the night. When men lay on their beds, he opens their minds, seals their instruction to keep their way back from the pit. Keep It's a warning dream. He gives us warnings. He tells us things ahead of time. And it's part of the prophetic mix of, of how God wants to speak. So when I saw in Matthew 1 and 2, where Jesus, God used uh, dreams to instruct Joseph on how to keep Jesus alive, I thought God thinks a whole lot more. He, he puts a lot more weight on the gift of dreams and the communication portal of dreams than we do. We haven't valued what God values. We haven't considered that God's ways are not our ways. We haven't considered that he wants to speak to us differently than what we're used to. Then I'm reading in Joel 2.28 and Acts 2.17 where it says, in the last days, God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Your old men and, or your young men and women will uh, prophesy and your old men and women will dream dreams. So we are in the last days. And in the last days, he said, I'm pouring out my spirit on all flesh. That tells me that people that do and don't know God are dreaming God dreams. So, the problem is that they're going to psychics to get right. them interpreted because the church hasn't been interpreting dreams. So, Cindy, this is a, a leadership show. Uh, and so as well as, as this shedding light on how we might uh, share our faith or in, get, get into conversations with people about faith, presumably you 
um, would also advocate using dreams as a way in which leaders might be hearing from God themselves. Absolutely. They're God-hardened, Godless, and God-confused. <laughs> so those are the three categories, you know, yeah. and um, they're sick of church. Church hasn't satisfied them. And yeah. so God is now looking to, you know, God's a personal God, and he's always uh, wanting us to, uh, you know, he, he wants a relationship with him. He's not interested in us uh, embracing some sort of religion uh, or something that, that just is nothing more than uh uh, letter of the law, you know, he wants a relationship with his kids and he wants to breathe life into them. And he wants to bring them a message the way that he sees them. And he knows all they've been through. He knows everything they've ever uh, encountered in life. He knows their journey. He knows their language. And so when they've had a dream, um, it's a very safe way to begin a conversation with someone. And when God gives us, as we're hearing the dream, we've done thousands now. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous how many dreams we've done for people that are not in church. Yes. Um, and um, as God gives us his interpretation, you know, by revelation, as the dreamer is telling us the dream, uh, they're awakened you know, the Holy Spirit, um, they know, the dreamer knows that you're hearing something from a supernatural realm. They're not quite sure what that is. They're not churched. So they don't have a real strong idea of this is a God thing. But as we un unpack the dream for them, so to speak, and then we have a word of knowledge for them and we have a direction for them. Now they're wide open because this is personal. Yeah. And most people lack identity. They lack direction. They don't know where they're going. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they're, they're, they're confused. They live in fear. They're ready to, to end their lives. Many times they're ready to end their lives. Yeah. So as an evangelist and being able to communicate with people, you know, and again, remember we were, we were born again in the seventies. So all we had all the evangelistic tools. We had the tracks. We had the you know, the um, four spiritual laws. We had all the things that we tried, and it was my, mostly um, that method worked a little bit back then. You know, people were were really open. But we're in a season now where there's a war going on. There's a war in the heavens, and people don't. They're not God friendly. They're God hardened. And so to, uh, for us to try and approach them uh, with God language or church language or Jesus language or whatever, they're immediately going to wall us up there. You have mm -hmm. to earn the respect now to talk to them. Sure. You've got, they've got to learn, they got to trust you before they're going to open up. So as they're telling us a dream in evangelism, as we're using it that way, um, they're telling us something about their life. And we're not coming off. We don't wear Jesus shirts and we don't tell people that it, we're Christians and all that. We just let them tell us the dream. Yeah. And then often after the revelation of the dream, of course, they're get, being given God-given dreams. Not always, but most of the time they are. Um, people would say to me, is every dream from God? And my answer is absolutely not. Hmm. But 
every dreamer is made by God. Right. So, That's so a good distinction, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I can sometimes their dream will just tell me something about them. So now I'm getting a window into their life. And again, I've learned God's taught me how to, this is not, this is one of those ministries where you have to invest in it. You know, it's not a microwave ministry. It's not just, some people think, I mean, you heck, you can have the, the uh, revelation, you can have the prophetic gift and that kind of thing and you'll get so far, but, but, but I also try and train people not to over interpret the dream or not to insert their own thoughts into the dream. This is their, this is a dreamer's dream. So we want to be able to hear from God, what God wants to say to them and not insert our own stuff in, you know? So um, it's been an incredible, I mean, we've, we've, we've done several things. We've, we've helped them understand that God is real, that he is talking to them because now they're open. Now they want to hear, now they Mm -hmm. want to know. They don't know that God's personal. They don't even know that he's there. The second thing is that we've kept them from going to psychics to get their dreams interpreted because their psychics don't have the gift of revelation from God. You know, they're, they're on a second heaven level, you know, where they're just getting, uh, they, they, you know, Satan can't create. He just, um, he can, and he doesn't know the, (laughs) the future. Like, you know, we get the revelation from God. But what happens is uh, he concludes that this is their pattern. And so then the psychic picks up on that and there they go. So we've, we've actually um, had uh, outreach efforts. Uh, We've rented space in new age um, arenas where we've been right next to the psychics and um, we don't charge. So people come to us and they, and we interpret their dream and we give them a word of knowledge and it is so uh, it is so personal and impacting to the dreamer or to the one who comes to us that they know that, uh, you know, if they pay $60 to go to the psychic next door, they're not going to get the rich yes. um, <laughs> <Indeed>. message, right? <laughs> so it's been a journey. It's been something that I, um, I actually had to listen to God and obey him. And I had people in, you know, church circles and even in our own church say, you know, you can't do this. And I I thought, well, you know, in in the end of the day, I'm going to stand before someone after my my life is over on this earth. And it's not going to be the person telling me I can't do it. I have to listen to God. And so I'm going to give an account to him. Um, now more and more people are uh, jumping on board, realizing that we have an opportunity to not just interpret their dream, but to share the gospel with them Mm. in language that they can understand. Um, Mm. and we've seen so many people pray with us at the end of having an interpreted dream and it's correct and it's uh, personal and it it's life changing for them. So, Cindy, this is a a leadership show. And so as well as this shedding light on how we might uh, share our faith or get into conversations with people about faith, presumably you would also advocate using dreams as a way in which leaders might be hearing from God themselves. Yes. Uh, Many times, um, you know, people will say to me, I don't dream. 
or, you know, I don't remember my dreams or whatever. And I've heard that so many times. And I've said, well, the thing is, if you value them, God will give you more. And if you, and I mean that it'll jumpstart your dream life because if God considered it to be that valuable of a tool when Jesus was getting ready to be born. And then also you have the wise men. If you go back and look at Matthew two or Matthew, I think it's the end of Matthew one or Matthew two. It says that the wise men, remember they went to find yeah. Jesus because Herod said, go and find him. Hmm. And it's, then it, it says something very peculiar. It says something very in, uh, important to listen to. It said, then they being divinely warned in a dream yeah. not to return to Herod. So we know that there was more than one or two wise men. I mean, mm. we think we know that there are three, you know, the, mm. the nativity team scene says that there's three, but wise men were, they were magi. They followed the stars. They were similar to the new age. And, um, but when they found Jesus, they worshiped. So this will tell you another thing, how the power of dream interpretation. So, but it says they being divine, divinely warmed in a dream, not to return. Now that tells me that they all had the same dream. One didn't stand up and tell the others they had a dream. They all, it says they being divinely warned in a dream not to return to Herod. And this is my thought that the more intense the situation is. Now, again, the wise men now were in violation of the law. They didn't obey the king. They didn't, they would have been found. They would have been stoned. They would have been taken out for not obeying the king's order to return to them him but they being divinely warned in a dream made the decision to not go back and tell him right so the the dream that they received if you think beyond just what you read on the page the dream they had was so impacting and the fact that all of them had the same dream made them gave them the courage to take the direction that the dream instructed them to do in a time of tremendous risk. Yeah. So if you think about um, why are dreams so important? Why does God say in the last days through the prophet Joel, why in the last days is he going to pour out his spirit in dreams? Because it's a secret weapon. Yeah, it's yeah. something that God will, it's a personal message. It's a secret weapon. And God is going to divinely direct us through dreams mm -hmm. as the, as possible situations become more, um, you know, more intense. God will tell us what he needs for us to do and give us instruction. Um, and we will have secret messages and secret information. God shares his secrets with his friends yeah. and he will give us understanding and direction on what we need to do in these final hours. Um, as Jesus is, is, you know, things are happening all over the world right now. So Cindy, would you typically uh, look for other confirmations in addition to the dreams? Yes. I, I think that uh, the dream is a, is a, a 
by the mouths of two or three or more, a thing is established. So there'll always be confirmation on a big decision. You'll have a, you'll have it in the word. God will give you a, a scripture when you're reading your Bible uh, to con- to confirm a dream that he's given you. He'll also bring someone else uh, alongside who's maybe had um, uh, something that God has given them to tell a person, which would be a prophetic word. Um, or he'll, he'll, you know, he'll just, he'll confirm it when it's a big decision, there'll be more confirmation. That's why I think that when Joseph had three dreams, you know, it was, it was confirmation. It's like, this is what I need for you to do. And, and he got up and it was so riveting. It was so impacting. It was so, it wasn't not just a a fleeting moment of a, a part of a dream. It was an angel that visited Joseph who told him in a dream what to do. And, um, and it was so impacting that there was no question. Now, if you think of it like this, I'm hearing now, and I'm getting ready to, um, at some point, uh, go with a friend over to the Middle East because a lot of the people are getting saved through, through dreams, a Muslim in the Muslim world. Indeed. And, um, and uh, they're wanting information on uh, Jesus appearing to them in a dream. That's a big deal. If you're living in, uh, in a Muslim culture and all of a sudden now you've got Jesus appearing in a dream mm-hmm. and telling him, them that he is the Christ. Right. And that that and, and they're 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 following Jesus. They're, they're becoming saved. And now they want more information on the Jesus that appeared to them. In a dream, we have to kind of look beyond our own sphere. You know, Jesus said, or in Isaiah, it says, hey, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So God is God is always trying to stretch us. He's always trying to get us to understand him differently than what we think with our own mind. We're so we're so blocked in. (laughs) Always think about that. We're if we seem to be so, so blocked of how we think God should speak. So as we come to a close, Cindy, we can only, of course, just arouse curiosity on this kind of topic in a a short conversation like we're having today. Uh, But you've written on this subject and you've also uh, have online courses on this subject. I do. I have a beginner uh, dream school. I have intermediate and then um, advanced. I also have a book, uh, What Your Dreams Are Telling You unlocking solutions while you sleep you can go on my website cindymcgill.org and you can get the book um i also have a dream documentary we went on the streets at the film festival at sundance in park city utah and we interpreted dreams for movie makers and so we created a documentary um, about dream interpretation of just normal people all over and so you can order that. It's a it's a digital download, and a, you can understand that. I also have training where I try and I and, and I get a group of people together. I like to do them in person, where I can train you not just about dreams. Dreams is a if you look at a fishing tackle box, dreams is one of the the best lures <laughs> of <laughs> sure. a fishing of a fishing tackle box, right? Yeah. So I want to give you other things besides just dreams. I want to give you the culture. I want to give you the mindset of what people think right now and how they're God hardened. I want to teach you language that works. I have a new book coming out called Words That Work. 
And um, it helps us to just redefine Jesus to a generation that thinks he's something else. I also have, uh, and I want people to understand that we can we can say this and not that. And it, there are trigger words, just like in anything. There are trigger words that if you say these things, if we use church language, well, these people aren't churched. And I have examples in the book about how we've reached certain people. Uh, you know, you said in the beginning uh, that we went into the porn conventions and that was something I didn't select. I didn't ask God to send me there. <laughs> I've never been into that. I ne- I got saved when I was 20. So that was a real foreign, foreign place to me. And I was, I was not wanting to go actually. I not, not real happy about getting in there, <laughs> but when I went in there, God began to give me his heart for the young people who had been so swept into this industry because it's epidemic level. And I would reach the girls uh, the as a mom, just interpreting their dream, just giving them something personal, giving them a word of direction. And they began to love it so much because we didn't want anything from them. And we'd, we didn't fit the we didn't look like we belonged in there. I'll tell you that. Sure. And so, um, but they would say, would you please come back and give me one more word? Will you come and talk to me one more time? Cause we were in the arena at the convention for four, four full days. And we did this for 11 years. Wow. So it was, it was, uh, I had to get prayed up. I had to learn how to, to, I, I didn't pay attention to all the other things going on around me. I just looked for what God looks at and he looks at the heart. So I looked for the people that God wanted us to connect with. I looked for the people who God said and highlighted them. I want you to talk to this one. I want you to talk to this one. I want you to, you know. yeah. so uh, we have a culture that's not 1970 anymore. Yeah. We have a culture of people where, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's an antichrist spirit. Jesus said, you'll be hated by all men because of me. And he sent 70 people out and said, you need to be wise as serpents. You're going out like sheep among wolves. You need to learn how to be wise as serpents. And so we have this uh, perplexing situation where we've got a great harvest coming in. Uh, people that need to and want to know about God, but we have to do things differently because they're not going to just readily accept you. You're going to have to have something that they want. It's like putting the bread of life in a different wrapper. Well, thank you, Cindy. It's great to chat with you today and hear some of your stories about how God has been using this particular tool in your ministry. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been fun. So it was a great joy to spend some time with Cindy talking about the way in which God has been at work in and through her ministry, through dreams. Uh, You may have found it stretching. And of course, you're very wise to get training before you uh, unleash this tool on your friends and family and strangers. But why not ask the Lord to to speak to you through your dream life? Uh, He can confirm it in the way that he sees fit, of course. Uh, you'd look for confirmation in other ways other than just a dream. But God knows you and loves you and has his way of guiding you in uh, your leading and the influence that you have where God has placed you. This is Andy Peck thanking you for your company today 
and looking forward to another show next week. <laughs>